Hello, and welcome back to the third episode about communication on Let Your Genius Emerge podcast. It is your host here, Julia Bride. Have you been paying attention to what people told you or how you spoke in the past couple of weeks? How often did you hear have to, you must or must not, or should and should not? I wonder how you took it. Did it hit you as an order that you could not refuse, or did you take it as a request that you could consider? You have to be really desensitized by now if you just took it as a request. Our society, starting from our family, continued with our schoolings, and all the groups we had been part of taught us their norms, which we learned over time without questioning them. But now, it's maybe the time to rethink and review what, how, and why we believe what is right and what is not, what is appropriate for us and what is not. Let's see if we can grab onto some independence and think for a moment. Can we change what we have to do, something that we choose to do? Instead of saying, I have to go to the dentist, I could say I choose to go to the dentist to have healthier teeth, or I choose to go to work today because it is the job I was so happy to get last August when I applied for it, and I really need the money to pay for my bills. It makes a difference how you narrate your life, how you frame it. Of course, when you are at work, you need to learn to communicate more professionally, You'll learn not to show a lot of emotions and not to reveal too much about your private life. Problems need to be handled in a certain way, and that has specific rules too. In your private life, however, you need to handle delicate matters, most of the time full of emotions and drama with a lot of care. We need to be psychologically ready to take care of these issues. The problem is that if we are not prepared, we still need to be able to communicate that too. It is a tricky business through and through. We admit more readily when we are physically ill and we take time to recover. It also shows to the outside world. Arm is broken. We sneeze and cough or our eyes are dark and baggy. But what happens when we are psychologically not healthy? We might not even know about it ourselves, let alone admit it. We do feel more confused, anxious, impatient, so we sense that something is not right. Others do too, but they interpret it as we are moody and aggressive or not cooperative. So this episode is dedicated to all the men who feel awkward to deal with their women's issues that are presented with full of emotions and explanations, more details than they would ever care for. But it is also for all the women who would want to have their men to share little life details with them so they could offer their wisdom. I have a warning for all of you. No matter of gender, we all need to be open to talk, and not just that, we need to show that we are ready. We are ready to talk. I would like you to open the door and invite your partner in for a hearty conversation that would give you better insight, better understanding of each other, of the issues, of yourself, and the cathartic feeling at the end that would deepen your relationship instead of dividing it. 
So it is helpful if we have some vocabulary for these occasions. But first, start with politely refusing some pushy friends when you are not ready to give in to their caring but uninvited requests. You could say to them, I need to sort things out so I might not be good company today. I feel under the weather, so if you don't mind, I won't participate much. I have a lot on my mind. I'll make up for it another time. Sometimes people are insistent, and that can be really annoying and counterproductive, so that is when some assertiveness will be helpful. But really, you feel better if you come and play a round of game with us. So you might put your feet down and say, I have a lot on my mind today, and I'm glad I was able to push myself to be here, but I'm afraid that it is as far as I can go. I do not wish to participate in games today, thank you. Maybe another time. In relationships, different personalities, thinking styles, different people with their own life histories meet and they assume they understand each other. However, they only rely on their own experiences and their own reactions. It can be quite stunning when you realize how differently others can react in the same situation and draw the opposite conclusion from the same facts. We would like a partner who thinks the same way, who agrees with us, who backs us up all the time. What we don't realize is that it is not what we need most of the time. We need honesty and someone who is ready to disprove us who will keep us on our toes and challenges us, who will help us be better. But that comes with a price. Communication will get spicier as the relationship ripens. That is when you really need to have good opening phrases at hand, especially if you feel you might have communication deficiencies. Some people, especially women, tend to expect the other person to guess what their problem is, what they want. Men, however, tend to have the need to be told, that is, what is expected of them. This is the reason why women sit and sulk while their partner wonders what the heck are they missing this time. It is not easy for a woman to say that I just need to be close to you, hugging and feeling that you are there for me. Or it would be nice if you would surprise me with a chocolate or flower. She thinks you could offer it on your own. And she would just want to talk about something that keeps her mind occupied. Two things can happen. She might be upset about your behavior or about something entirely different, and she just needs your empathy. So if it is about you, just face it. Remember, she is showing you a mirror, even though you might not recognize yourself when you look into it. It is much easier when her problem is not with you. So when you see something is off, just open the door and invite her in. I would really like to know what is going on inside of you. Or, I'm sensing that something is stirring in you, and I would really like to be there for you. She might say something like, oh, you wouldn't understand, or I don't want to talk about it. And you can say, that's okay with me. I just want you to know that when you have sorted it out and you want to share it with me, I would be honored to listen. See, women, you can use these phrases too. And then you can say something like that. 
I might not be able to talk much about feelings and situations, but I am open to listening to you and I want to get better at expressing myself in time. Your trust would be the best gift you could ever give me. A few critical words here, when you sort things out and not if. Always use when and not if. Show how important she is and communication with her is. You're honored and her trust is a gift. So you can relax, nod, and shake your head as needed. Hmm. And give your usual feedback sounds, but please keep your opinions and advice to yourself until they are specifically asked for. Even then, proceed with caution. Just help to find out about the details so your partner can arrive at a conclusion that she likes and she will thank you for it, even when you never offered anything specific. The second scenario is more problematic. That is when she does have a problem with you, your behavior, or with what you had said or did. So you open the door for her and let her in. Let her talk, and at the same time, let her know that you are a novice. You can say, I haven't learned much about conflict resolution yet, but I am here to listen. I'm going to try to hear you out and not to say a word. Just listen and consider. Please do not interrupt with buts and excuses, because in this round, you are not going to be heard for sure. First, it is your turn to listen and hear her out. Take a deep breath if you need to, but don't say a word. You might regret it later. Then take a moment to consider. And that is all you can do for now, because if you open the door for her to talk, you cannot shut it back right away by explaining yourself or blaming someone else. If you want to keep peace, then shut up and listen. Nothing more. You might feel that her feelings are warranted and you can say as much. We will talk about ways to give apologies. You don't need to lose your dignity after you apologize. Or you might feel that her feelings are silly. You better keep that thought to yourself, though. Nobody's feelings can ever be dismissed. They are there and the other person cannot help it the way you cannot help that. They feel that way. So... You recognize that feeling, even if you don't want to do anything with it. You can say, I understand you are feeling upset. So nothing else, just recognize the feeling. Any conflict resolution takes many steps. So I don't want to give you too many in one go right now. So you listened, you acknowledged her feelings If you don't know what else to do and really don't want to do any damage right now, just thank her for her honesty and tell her that you will give it a serious thought, at least until we arrive at that point in our communication series. Now, before you say anything, I will. You put in time, energy, listen and give empathy, but your heart can still get broken. Relationships might not last. But why would you regret being kind and there for the person you cared for at the time? You had an enriching experience that will help you with your next relationship. It doesn't matter if the person broke up with you and left you. They had their own reasons for that. What matters is that you did all you could do 
You practice your communication power so next time you will be more proficient and a wonderful human being will be gifted by your kindness. My first husband was not nice with me for years and I bore it for that period of time and as I learned much later, he had a mental illness. It didn't define me as a person. Had I become bitter and had my next relationships pay for the pain he caused, I would have trapped myself into a vicious cycle. Paying it forward does not mean to punish the next person for someone else's crime. Sensitive matters will not get resolved over dinner. Sometimes it takes a while to figure things out. And we need to prepare to communicate that efficiently. You heard good pieces of advice like count to 10 before you speak or sleep on it first or don't go to bed angry. These are all great, but they are not easy to apply. We are impatient species who want answers right then and we have a hard time to let it go. In my experience, some kind of a plan always helps to go forward. We might not be able to resolve anything, but we don't need to go to bed frustrated and angry. We can say, this problem is complex and we need to break it down to be able to deal with it. So what can I do tomorrow or the next days to help with it? What will you do? How and when are we going to discuss this problem? We don't want to speak about it every time we see each other. We won't be able to stand each other's sight if we do that. There is some gender-specific behavior in it, too. Women tend to have the need to talk things over while men just want to wait and see how things work out. One is pushing to talk, the other is closing up and pulling away. Who is right and who is wrong? Neither and both. They are not communicating receptively. So agree on the rules and plan on when not to talk about problems, too. Let's have an example. The wife goes home after an exhausting day at work. She had to deal with issues with a client and with her boss. And on top of that, the traffic was awful. The husband works from home, but he had to use his lunch time to participate in a business call. And he still could not finish his project for the day. Wife, what a day I had. You know what Joe did today? He left me there with his client while I had my own waiting for me in my office and told me I can handle them both. And Susan, she was just, husband, it's all about you. At least you had a chance to go outside. I had to stay inside all day and never even had a chance to have lunch yet. Wife, at least you work from home. You make your own schedule. So what is wrong about this conversation? With little additions and subtractions here and there, many couples go through the same dialogues day by day, talking about themselves, expecting to be listened to first. Then when they give out the steam, they might listen to the other person a little bit. Now, I knew a couple a long time ago, before they got married, they made a pact. They promised to always go home after work, say hello and kiss, put down their briefcases, have a tea or a glass of whatever for five minutes before they start to do something else. Breathe, close your eyes for a moment, take in the scenery of your home, enjoy the moment and then decide what you want to say or do. 
Yes, you need self-control for that, but you will also be able to listen more. The other person will not become your trash can at the door where you can dump everything in as, as soon as you enter. That kind of a breather is important in a relationship, but we tend to forget about it after a while with intimate partners when we get too used to each other and take them for granted. So that was it for today. Send me a message and let me know how this kind of communication works for you. Remember to listen to other people without any judgment first, as much as you can. You can also start to collect the words that express the feelings arising in different situations. Sad, angry, glad, proud. It will be very important to find the exact words that describe your feelings when you communicate. That is the second step in nonviolent communication, and that is what we will be exploring in the next episodes. Dozens and dozens of words about emotions. Send me a message and share your thoughts with me on humanlygenius.com or on our Facebook page or group. So don't forget us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Let your genius emerge or humanly genius and our website, humanlygenius.com. Become our humanly genius patron on Patreon. I will talk to you next time on Thursday. Until then, explore, think, create, communicate. Let your humanly genius emerge. Grow and become your authentic self. Meantime, I'll do the same and will embrace my precious community around me. Talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.